greetings, friends, and welcome to the Scramble Podcast, brought to you by Farmer's Hen House Eggs that that not only taste good, but do good for the farmer, for the hen, for the environment, and most importantly, for you. And today we have Mr. Eldon T. Miller, founder of Farmer's Hen House. So last time we talked, oh, I think it might have been December or January. It was right before you went to Florida. Do you remember that? Yes, I do. What, yes, we had a good chat. Yeah. And what, what was it? Was that January? Yeah, it was. It was uh, right after the 1st of January, like the 2nd, I think, or so. That's right. And you guys were headed to Sarasota, right? Yes. Okay. How was your we trip? there for five weeks. How was and, that? Uh, we had a good time. And you guys, you guys do that every year, right? That was the third year. Okay. And you got fr- friends? One year in between. You got friends and family you visit down there? Yes, we do. We've got lots of friends down there and, uh, that come there for the winter. Yeah. And, and you hit the beach? Oh, uh, not much. No? Okay. Not much. We did go out on the, uh, on the ocean one evening for a, uh, for a dinner cruise. Oh. And that was, that was really good. Yeah. Did you have some seafood? Yeah, we had seafood. We had some eggs too. All right. Oh, you did you bring your own, or did you get them down there? No, no, no. They had them on the on the uh, on the ship there, you know, in the salad. Okay, there you go. Always got to have those eggs. Yeah. So yep. a, a lot has changed since you guys were in Florida. Would you say? It sure has. Yes, it has. <laughs> so h- how have you guys been experiencing that change? What's that look like for you guys personally? Well, of course, for me as a farmer, uh, just doing my thing at home, well, it, it doesn't really affect us at all. Yeah. And uh, and uh, but of course, when I go to town to buy some parts and necessities and so forth, why the town looks uh, very empty and uh, very little going on. Yeah. And but you can still go ahead and do business in our local town here. You can. Drive up to the uh, to the drive up window at the bank, and uh, you can't go inside. Sure. And numerous other uh, um, businesses they're open. Practically everybody that uh, that a person needs to see to buy your uh, your repairs and uh, and parts and uh, and uh, supplies are are open. Yep. But everybody's cautious. Sure. Uh, we all keep our distance somewhat and uh, and try to be careful. And so far, I haven't seen anybody that got sick. Yeah. Not from the virus, not from the coronavirus. Right. So, so, so it, we're it, all thankful for that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So it, it hasn't been something that, that has really changed a lot of your life because, like you said... No, for us. For us, it has not. Right. It really hasn't changed anything at all because uh, for us farmers here, uh, we just keep on doing our thing on the farm, and uh, and the people we interact here on the farm with are just uh, is family, and uh, and so uh, of course the uh, the milk truck driver comes in and the egg truck driver comes in, but uh, yeah. they do their thing, and then they're on again. Yeah. And, uh, see, see, for us city slickers, 
if you if I can call it that, I live in Cedar Rapids. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's yeah. a little different. Yeah. So yeah. a lot of especially the restaurants, a lot of restaurants close sure. and um, yeah, yeah. There's definitely a more felt impact because because I haven't been in, I haven't been in the office. I've been working from home since this whole thing got started back in early March. And so, well, I can understand that because if you've got a job somewhere or where you intermingle with numerous people, well, you never know where those people were before, and they uh, so it can be uh, carried around in ways that you don't uh, realize, and, yeah. and before you know it, it's there. So it's different for people in in the cities or wherever wherever you've got numerous people getting together for a job. We did run into. Uh, I mean, uh, like last week at the Clona Sale Barn where they sell cattle. Yeah. Uh, last week they didn't sell any fat cattle there because uh, Tyson had a uh, coronavirus outbreak where one of one or maybe two of their workers got sick from it. Yep. So they did a test on everybody and they come up with uh, a few more that uh, showed positive. And so they were working through that and trying to get that uh taken care of and so they can bring the rest of them back on duty again like a week later yeah i was told so hopefully they'll be back up and running again and uh because of the cattle out here in the country that are in, on feed in the feed lots you know uh, that needed to go uh, those are still there and others are coming on behind them and uh and the, the ones that should have left last week are going to get get bigger and bigger as time goes on and uh it creates a vacuum on one side and a and a, a surplus on the other side yeah it raises head off in the industry yes so so certainly in in that way the uh the coronavirus is being felt yeah hopefully we've seen uh, the worst of it and uh hopefully we're on the way out yeah uh, i don't know how you see it uh, what have you been hearing uh, I mean, probably not a whole lot different from what you've been. I mean, obviously, you're not watching TV, are you? No. <laughs> so, <laughs> so the uh, so the way you know some news outlets on TV portray it, it can sound a little more dire, perhaps, um, versus uh, you you get most of your news through the newspaper, I assume, right? Yeah, we get from the newspaper, and then uh, there is uh, there's a number we can call. That gives us news on the phone. Okay, gotcha. And I listen to that once in a while. And uh, the last time I checked with that, it sounded like as if uh, they were thinking that uh, you know we don't we've got less less uh, people being admitted to the hospital than we we did like you know a couple of days ago. They're thinking that it crested, I guess, or however you want to call it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it it. I mean, obviously, there's experts who have much more knowledge and insight, and probably reasonable predictions than than I uh, than I could ever conjure up. But but they, uh, yeah, they seem to say, you know, certainly this next month, right until May, uh, we'll need to continue to quarantine, and then um, kind of, I guess, we'll just see see what happens, how people uh, recover, and how um, frequent people are getting the illness and so but but the good news is is that uh well especially in the uh the egg egg industry is that the hens continue to lay regardless of what's going on right yes they do 
continue to produce food for for uh, for all the consumers out there. And of course, even though they um, they may be at home more, they still need to have their eggs. Yeah, yeah, and I don't know if you've been reading this, but or maybe heard about it, just even through uh, uh, just work with Farmers Hen House, but. Eggs are definitely a, a hot commodity right now. Yes, they are. I was, and uh, I think milk might be somewhat too. Yeah, that, that might be changing a little bit. Um, yeah, I was at the store, oh, it was probably two weeks ago, and commodity eggs were just as uh, expensive as our free-range eggs. Yeah. So, yeah, but, even more so. Yeah, so it's, it's definitely... Uh, Definitely had an impact on on the food industry in in many ways, but um, well, the commodity eggs have they've been that way for years and years. For the past, that's uh, uh, been over thirty years that I've been connected with the egg market, conventional egg market, and that has a tendency of running the roller coaster route. It's either feast or famine. Yeah, nothing in between. And, uh, yeah, it's either you know when. When uh, things are going smooth, it seems like uh, production and supply keeps building up and building up until it it surpasses the uh, the the uh, need, you know, the the, the uh, demand yep. for the eggs, and then the price keeps going down and going down, and then something like this comes along, and all of a sudden it uh, it breaks away and has uh, got a tremendous demand on the other side. And there's not enough eggs around, so that market spikes up maybe two, three times as high as what it was. And so it's just like the old timers used to say, it's either feast or famine. Yep. But that's what I like about our uh, specialty markets, specialty farmers uh, producing specialty foods. They uh, pay attention to what uh, what the consumer is looking for on a, on a daily ration and the uh, to get in that groove, producing it on a daily basis. The consumer is consuming it on a daily basis, so we get this uh, this supply and demand closer to match, and then something like this comes along and it doesn't throw it out of whack as easy. Right. And so it continues to move right along without being interrupted as much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's one of the certainly one of the benefits. Have you? Um seen anything like this in your lifetime as it, I guess, pertains to the industry? Well, I have uh, not not in the virus of, uh, of the uh, of the consumers, like uh, the, the, the people of, of the uh, country, you know, and so forth, but I've seen where, where a chicken virus had come in and uh, and threatened the the um, egg production. Oh, the they, egg industry. Yeah, is that and, the, and they, the same they, thing happened in the markets back when that happened back in uh, oh maybe like ten years ago. Yeah, and uh, and the markets were in the dumpers as well. All of a sudden, along comes this avian flu, uh, and, uh, and and it killed a lot of chickens and quarantine a lot of chickens and the market responded exactly the same way it did this time yeah yeah all of a sudden the market was like two three four times as high as it was before yeah 
Yeah, that was so. That was about 2010. That happened. Something like that. Yeah, I remember that. Um, but would you say that that had an impact as significant as coronavirus, or it was about the same? How would you rate that? Well, as far as the, as far as the egg industry, it had just as much of an impact. Yes, yeah. it did. Yeah. And besides, besides, uh, there was a lot of concern about. Uh, our our uh, egg layer supply is dwindling down because the million got killed off. You know the virus; they had to be uh, uh, taken out if there was an infected uh, flock. Yeah, and, and, and so and, we, uh, uh, we we lost a lot of volume. Yeah, but and it took us took us a half year to get through that. Yeah, we're we're here. You know, after this this virus clears up. We're going to still have our hen numbers out, or just like we had before. Sure. And we'll be able to uh, to supply the grocery stores and yep. and the liquid market just like it was before, and it shouldn't be much of a problem. Yeah. Now, uh, with the avian flu, were you personally, were your flocks personally impacted by that, or do you know any? Do you have any farmers friends who who were impacted by that? No, we never got hurt by that. We never got affected by that. Yeah, it was uh, our flocks were outside at the time. They could get outside on a daily basis, and uh, the industry said, you know, everybody has to keep the birds inside, and you have to use some real tight. Uh, um, um, uh, um, what do I want to say? The security. Sure. And. Um, <laughs> You know, for us, we make a point of turning our birds out on a daily basis, but uh, nobody ever got affected by it yep. from our, uh, especially egg production. Yeah, yeah. Now, um, you know, obviously you being Amish, have you guys had to, to find yourselves quarantining more because of this? Well, uh, yes, we did. We wanted to, uh, well, you know, uh, the law and the governor, president of the United States, and everybody was is concerned about this. And so even though uh, we didn't see anything in our immediate community, within our families and so forth, neighborhood and so forth, we still want to respect the, uh, the, uh, um, the uh, decision that our, our uh, government has made on this, you know, to where uh, less than 10 people be assembled and, uh, and uh, just be careful like, like they've been trying to tell us. And so we want to respect that. Yeah. And so uh, we did not have church services for the past three or four weeks now. Okay. Yeah. So, so those um, same best practices for social distancing and quarantining. I mean, the, the Amish community uh, also uh, ha- has those in place too. Oh yeah. 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 Now, um, ha- have you, uh, or do you have, do you know anyone or fa- friends or family members in the community that have been impacted economically by the coronavirus? So as, as far as, uh, yeah, you guys personally, as a community, it sounds like, sounds like for the most part, people are doing all right. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's yeah, good. They are. 
So has this impacted any plans for you guys for, for the spring and summer? Oh, we'll just keep on doing our farming just like before. We're going to start planting corn a couple of weeks, and uh, we've got our uh, oats planted, yeah. and uh, and uh, we'll just keep doing our farming just like uh, usual. Cause and we expect probably a, just a normal summer again. Yeah, because you, you guys grow your own feed? Pardon? Do you grow your own feed? Oh no, we don't grow our own seed. We uh, we buy our seed. Okay, but you but you grow crops and sell those. Yeah, especially for the for the corn. Now for the soybeans, we grow our own soybean seeds. Okay. But for the corn and for for grass seed, we buy that. No, I, I was saying feed, like feed for the the chickens and animals. Oh yeah, we grow we grow most of our feed. Yes, yeah. we do. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. And, and then all but the all but the minerals and the vitamins. Yep, yep. And then for livestock, obviously you guys have chickens. Do you guys have anything else? Uh, milking cows. Okay. Was it was that why you were at the uh, animal auction, or was that something different? You said because you said you when you went oh. at the uh, the the barn sale. Yeah, the sale barn. Yeah, they do sell market cows. And calves, that's where we get rid of our bull calves. Okay, gotcha. And, uh, and then they've got a hay sale there. We have introduced this new traceability feature. And so I th- uh, your farm is one of the farms that's featured on there. And uh, w- people are now able to, to scan a carton and see where their eggs come from. Have you, have you seen this yet? Have you tried it out at all? Well, I heard about it, but I never paid that much attention to it yet. Okay. So we, we just really launched it this week. It's been out for a little bit just because um, eggs have been selling so quickly. We had to use those cartons. But, uh, okay. but yeah, people now are, are able to see when their eggs were picked up from the farm, which farm it was, a little information about the farmer, um, and just a way for, for consumers to uh, and customers to, to be able to interact and engage with the farm of where their eggs come from on a whole new level. Very good. Eldon, I think last time we were together, I think you told me that you were 74. Is that right? I'm 74? Yeah. Yes, I am. Yes. So, I mean, when, when you, uh, you know, look uh, and, and start considering, you know, next few years, do you see yourself continuing to, to move full speed ahead, just farming um, full throttle, or do you find yourself doing a little bit less and traveling more well, and I'm, doing some other things? Well, actually, I'm semi-retired now, but uh, like I said, when the farming begins in the spring like this, why well, I still keep myself available to help the boys when they need my help. Yeah. Planting and harvesting and, uh, and throughout the summer. But... I'm always free to leave, go do whatever I choose to do at any time, practically. Yeah. And uh, now, when you say the boys, how many how many boys are you referring to? Uh, there's uh, there's uh, I've got five boys, and uh, they all kind of farm together, but they've all each got their uh, their own farm as well. So yeah, and then you got the. Your son-in-law, your son-in-law is too. Are they included in that, or no? They're they're separate. 
important. They, uh, uh, they each got their farm as well. Yeah. So you still, you're still getting your hands dirty to some extent. Yeah. That's good. Yep. Makes, ma- ma- makes. When you, when you grow up that way, well, it's hard to get away from it. And I really don't care to get away from it as far as that's concerned, you know. Yeah. Now, what, what would you say your, your favorite thing to do farming wise is? Oh, um, I enjoy planting corn and, you know, what, what is it about, what is it about planting corn that you enjoy? Well, it's, it's a fresh, fresh plowed dirt, tilled dirt, nice and soft. And then, uh, go in there and, and plant the straight rows of corn into that, uh, into that nice soft dirt. Now, do you, do you, do you use a tractor? Yeah, we do. Okay. So that makes it a little, little easier. And and you and so you're dri- you're you're driving a tractor then when you're doing that I, I don't ha- I have a vision of you like with a, a plow and a horse but that's not that, well, that's not the no, case. Uh, I used to do it that way but uh, we do it with a tractor now. Yeah, makes it a little easier, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. A little more enjoyable. Um, I remember the day when I when I uh, plowed the property where the John Deere implement store is setting on. There in Kelowna, when I plowed that property before they bought it, like in six, 1967 with six horses and a two-bottom plow. Okay. <laughs> wow. Do, do you miss the, those days? Do you enjoy yeah. doing it that way? Oh, yeah. Yes. You know, there was no noise. It was just the plink, plink of the, uh, of the uh, harness tugs and stuff and the horses walking down the path but it takes longer sure does and then uh but if the weather's nice and not too warm uh the horses can enjoy that too but when the weather gets hot and warm then it could be miserable for horses as well yeah yeah so certainly things to consider yeah yeah well yeah that's um yeah, that's a just a, a unique experience to have. Not probably too many people outside the Amish community can say they've had that experience. Yeah, probably not. I feel blessed. Yeah, absolutely. So, Eldon, hey, I appreciate you taking the time today to sit down and just kind of touch base, give us an update on how the virus uh, is impacting you guys and how you guys are pulling through. Hey, well, hopefully we'll we'll see you sooner than later. Hopefully this. Uh, quarantine will come to an end because everyone's doing better and then we'll play some shuffleboard how's that sound well that would sound great all right and i gotta i gotta work on my chess game if i if i can hang with you in chess i'm not that great of a player any day (laughs) all right well sounds good well hey eldon i really appreciate it well you have a good day brad you too eldon we'll talk to you later yep bye bye and you are listening to the Scramble Podcast, brought to you by Farmer's Hen House. Eggs that not only taste good, but do good for the hen, for the farmer, like Mr. Eldon T. Miller, for the environment, and for you. So thank you all for listening. Take care. I call-